You are now tuned into the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from your personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other empowering content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Class is in session. another question as well right uh-huh. so you're a forex trader yes sir when you first started out what kind of things when when was it that it clicked in your mind that yo like this is what i need to be doing you know because i find for myself personally you know i went through a, sh- a shit ton of beginner's mistakes yeah. Use so many accounts. Yeah. And it got to a point one day after, you know, so constant information and getting through experience, just clicked. You know, yeah. even after even after that conversation, I remember we had a conversation. After that, I had another click moment, and that's the moment since then I've been at my pinnacle. So what kind of you've been killing it still? I see you. <laughs> I see you and that fish and pips. You and Ricky are killing it different. <laughs> hey, Chef Channel, baby. <laughs> you like killing it. But I want to know what kind of things can, what was that turning point for you? Like that light bulb moment? Yes, sir. So this is, this is going to sound like, oh, oh, oh yeah. But the moment that things started to work in my favor was when mentally I decided that they would work in my favor. Now, what mm. do I mean by that? If you spoke to us a year ago and people were like, I want to get into forex trading. Is it easy? We'll be like, easy? What? Nah. <laughs> this, this game will chop you, fam. Like, this is not no easy thing. Like, mm. it's not easy. But it wasn't until I was meditating one day and I was thinking about where I was in my trading game. And mm. I thought to myself, surely my perspective on trading that it's some forex trading, because when it comes to crypto, I'll tell you, Analyzing crypto is easy. I've been doing that. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like crypto mm. just seems to be easier. Okay, what, I reali- what I realized was it's not actually that crypto is easier. Forex is harder. It's just that mentally I decided Forex was harder. So the universe was giving me those circumstances in which I'd constantly face adversity. Mm. I'd continuously lose because I'd be like, this game's hard, man. Oh my gosh. Like this is tough. Like, yo, this game, this Forex shit, you don't want none of this, bro. You know what I'm saying? But mm. when you believe that in your mind and you add the emotion of the sadness, that powerful emotion of sadness and frustration will bind you mm. to any circumstance, whether trading, whether you're trying to create wealth. If you're poor and it really upsets you and you're frustrated and it binds you, that's exactly what it will do. It will bind you. So what I had to do, I had to raise my awareness above Forex being hard and say, you know what? this stuff is easy then certain things started to fall in place i started i met this one guy called tahid shout out him he's my forex guy we we were trading the same way and we used to see these losses all the time right and one day we were just like you know what i was like this is the reason i've been noticing i'm I'm losing he was like this is the reason i've noticing i've been losing so then we took those losses and used it to make a strategy and then when we made that strategy together our whole game changed whole game changed and that's all because in my mind i'd accepted that i'm an amazing forex trader right 
And even on the days that I lose, I still believe it. And because of that, ultimately, I'm going to win. So that's when that's when my game changed. When you actually realise that this is doable. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's, that's profound, bro. Because that also links into what you were saying earlier about, you know, basically manifesting your reality through your thought patterns and your the lens that you're putting on. Yes, sir. And, I, and reflecting back in it now, I feel like, you know what? I think it might have been the exact same thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, because I think I went through the same thing. I think I might have been meditating one time and I was thinking, you know what? This game is not as hard as I thought it was. Exactly. Like When you really break it down and simplify it, make everything easy for you, just have a process and then you define the process, make it objective. You know, you're looking in the markets for objective things. Oh, cool. This information is presented to you. Cool. Based off of this, I'm I, I can expect this to happen. And then if this happens, I can expect this to not happen. After you do that, it's it's just easy. You're just looking for that information and you press the buy or sell button. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Hundred <laughs> percent. And when you're in that mindset and you take a trade, you take a loss, you're like, it's whatever, because I know I'm I know I'm gonna win. It's, it's whatever in it. <laughs> in it. Most of the time it's like the, 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 the losses that you make is either your strategy just didn't work that time or you made yeah. a mistake. And if you made a mistake, you, you can reflect upon it and then not exactly make the next time. And if you take that loss and it, it was just the L, then that's part of the game. Like, that's literally part of the game. Like, we can't win every day. Mm. Or else everyone would be a Forex trader. In it. <laughs> literally. Imagine, imagine if all of these crypto guys became Forex traders. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. They'll, they'll be drowning, man. It's a different game. It'd be interesting still. It'd rather be interesting because, hey, we, Forex don't have that type of leverage than crypto, man. Really like, <laughs> the leverage ain't like that. I wonder how the um the psychology would be because, you know, in crypto, everyone's getting 100x, 10x, 50x, even just 1x in a day. Yeah. Like, they're making ridiculous amounts of money, but it's like, in Forex, it's a lot more slow. You get so I wonder. Mind. I wonder how that mindset of them getting that immediate gratification will affect them when it comes to forex, where deferred gratification is required. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy about that? We, me, and you know, twenty percent in forex in a month. You're laughing. That, that's laughing. great. You know what I'm saying? That's 20, amazing. Tell someone you did twenty percent in the forex game. They'll be like, "Yeah, you're on it." You know. <laughs> you know what? I'm going. <laughs> If you tell people 20% in crypto, they'll look at you like you're a mess. And they're like, bro, like, what are you doing? And that's a problem. And that's a serious problem. It's mm. a serious, serious problem. Social media, along with the embryonic stage that crypto is in, has both combined and catalyzed people to not only seek high percentage returns, but also have those returns in immediate gratification. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to make a thousand percent in a week and that's a problem and that's because crypto like i said it's in this embryonic stage so typically a lot of things as we know aren't regulated at the moment that's mm. why the institutions want to regulate it not only to pocket a nice 24 billion on average a year but <laughs> to calm it down because if you see the way stocks are moving bro if a stock did twenty thousand percent that'd be that'd be everywhere people would be like what is going on but in crypto oh, that's so that's so normal 
and people have normalized these returns and they've lost perspective on how the world actually works yeah. in five years 10 years time or even less when the crypto space is regulated people are going to miss the opportunities when they're in 600 percent, but they wanted a thousand and then they lost it all mm. and it's even worse because those type of returns will lead people to shit coins yeah. and that's even worse mm. because shit coins bro it's either a win or a lose there's no in between literally there's no in between there's at no all. in between you're basically playing russian roulette with your balance <laughs> now i'm saying in the forex game we call that blowing your account and them, <laughs> no, are, I mean. and them men are blowing their accounts and it's crazy it's crazy to me and i'm not gonna lie i jumped on the shit coin thing once i mm. lost all my money i said i ain't touching this no more oh. i ain't touching this no more Oh god, the same thing happened to me. Somebody recommended a, a shitcoin to me, and because I, I I respected this person's opinion, so I thought, you know what, this guy's making a lot of money. Let me see what I can do with it. He said, buy it, right? Mm-hmm. I bought it, put three bills in it. I, I made some profits off of some cryptos. I thought, you know what? Let me just put a little bit of the money into a little bit of gambling. You know, let's see what I can <laughs> do. With it. Let's see what happens. You never know. I might turn next, <laughs> bro. Within the next week. To this day, it's worth £29. <laughs> to this day, I check it sometimes. I'm like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. like I've just accepted the loss, bro. I could <laughs> this guy's laughing at my pain, bro. I just had to, I just had to charge it to the game, bro. There's right only them deep. ones in it where you're like, you know, I'll leave it a bit. <laughs> but you bro, know, you know it's not going back. Up. Bro, it I bro, I tried to sell it, but there's not enough liquidity. So uh... I couldn't even sell it. So my money's trapped there. And that's the thing that people don't really understand. They don't understand that. If the shit coin goes to zero, or if it's just it, if this trading at a low price and no one's buying and selling, if it's not, if it lacks liquidity, how are you gonna sell your crypto? Because yeah, <laughs> no yeah. one's buying. Yeah, that one's tough. That one's extremely tough. And you know what the thing is? You don't necessarily have to go in on shit coins to make a good percent return. Me personally, when my clients hit me up and they're like, "Yo, I'm on three hundred percent," I'm like, "That's amazing. You should be happy." You should be extremely happy because no, in no other asset class is someone going to do this. Warren Buffett, you're not going to go to Warren Buffett and tell him that the S&P 500 is going to do 5,000%. He's going to be like, I only need 8%. And the thing, the thing people don't realize is when you're operating at the game at a higher level, especially financially, less is more. And, and that's how these people have built crazy wealth. Crazy wealth. You know what I'm saying? So people like Warren Buffett, they, they, they put billions on 8% a year. Mm. Because they know, along with compounding, they know that that's enough. But people at the lower game chase more percent. And in doing so, you may leave yourself open to not getting anything at all. For example, um, I've, 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 done, I've done over 100x. Mm. One, one of my coins, um, Chili's, you can go look it up. It's an esports slash sport coin. They're signed with, um, you know, coins... Um, teams like you know uh, Manchester City, Barcelona, PSG. They're also with the NBA. They're also with the UFC. They're also with um, is it called NHL? Uh, NHL? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I bought that coin when it was one p. That coin went to like almost seventy p. Mm. Sold at seventy p. That's seven thousand percent. And I'm still holding on to that because why? Because it's a long-term coin. And if anyone listens to anything I have to say about crypto, which I, I don't even want to speak on that much because cryptos, it's not important if your mind's not right. You know mm. what I'm saying? But 
invest in long-term sustainable coins only. Only. We need a standard. We need a standard innovation for that one. Bro. And you know what the thing is? People might hear this and they're like, this guy for me. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, you'll learn sooner or later that every that your portfolio is a reflection of who you are. Mm. If you got a bunch of shit coins in your portfolio, then I know you don't love your bank account too tough. You get me? Like, you can't. But when you invest in long-term sustainable coins, you're securing pieces of the future. Like, Ricky. Ricky put Ricky put us all on XRP. Oh, he, put, he put me on XRP. He put me on T, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that that, that coin is an insane coin. Absolute gold mine. Exactly. So underrated. It's criminal. And that's why, and that's why Ricky speaks with conviction because mm. trust me, that guy's locked in. He knows what's up. Mm. It's funny that you mentioned him because I was just thinking as you were speaking. Um, obviously, if you guys didn't know, Ricky's uh, my business partner. We co-founded uh, Fish and Pips, and well, he's the CEO of Fish and Pips. I'm the co-founder. Ricky has been saying something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have him on the podcast at, at, at a later date. Mm-hmm. In the crypto game, and this links into what you're saying about regulations and shit coins. When the regulations come, shit coins will be almost non-existent. They'll be vanished. Huh? How, how? Because legally, they won't be allowed to exist anymore and operate. And when this happens, where will the capital flow from? Everyone's money is in shit coins right now. Where will that capital flow into once everything's said and done? Once it's clear which crypto is king? Literally. And that should be a rhetorical question. These lads should go think about that one. Oh, 100%. I'm not going to tell them the answer. They, they either got to drain Fisher, Pips, or Crypto Nero. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Or do their own individual research, which is I would prefer them to do, in fact, because, you know, along the journey of doing your own research, you learn a lot more than what you would learn. Literally. You and know, you know, I get an answer. Do you know why I think like places like Fisher, and Pips, and Crypto Nero are so important? Not to, you know, gas up our heads, but. <laughs> What we do, we provide education. And that's why I said, I don't even like want to talk about prices or none of that or profits or none of that, because that stuff is very not important if you don't have the mental fortitude to maintain those profits as they come. So people like us and Ricky, right, do the research for people, long hours researching, going to the darkest places of the internet, or for people to become educated because I'll tell you this, I know a bunch of chats where it's like signals and shit and people are just told, yo, buy this, buy this coin right now. They don't even know what the coin is. You, mm. you won't believe how many people come to me and they're like, yo, is this coin a good investment? And I'm like, bro, there's like a hundred thousand coins. I don't know every single coin. You <laughs> tell me what's its utility. And they're like, well, I don't, I don't know what its utility is. I'm like, Why are you in it then? They'll say like, some shit. They'll say some shit like Elon Musk fucking literally, literally like, all right, my man told me. I'm like, what? It's but, not enough, man. It's not enough. And they may make money, but like I said, and I say, I've been saying this on my story for a couple of weeks, money cannot outrun knowledge. It cannot. Your knowledge is what sustains your capital. And if, you're not, if your knowledge is lacking, eventually you can make 100K. That's your goal. It does not matter at all. You can make a mill. You can make 200K. If you don't have the knowledge to sustain that money, that money will go. And that's just how it is. This is why it's important to have a mill worth of knowledge. 
Mm. If you have a mill worth of knowledge, you can make a mill. People are running around here with two pound knowledge trying to make a hundred K. And you might make that hundred K. But your money cannot outrun your knowledge. Absolutely. Very well said. And one thing, one thing about sorry to interrupt you, but um I feel like as you said, money does not outrun knowledge and as you have that capital, you may make the hundred K, but it's gonna flow into your pocket and straight out the other into Literally. somebody who does know how to make hundred K, somebody who does have that knowledge. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. You see it all the time. Exactly. Uh, you was gonna say something. What was you gonna say? I think I was I think I was just touching more upon like people making lots of money in this space. And that's good. Making money is good, you know what I'm saying? But you should never prioritize money, you should prioritize knowledge. Because like I said, if you don't have the mental fortitude, you will not maintain no matter how much money you make. As my as as my boy's mom says, as quick as it comes, as quick as it goes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it's literally like that. Like I've literally spoken to people and they've they've come to me, they've applied for my channel, we're talking, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made 50k off shit coins. I'm like, cool. This is a real story, isn't it? Mm. He made 50k this this one guy, I won't say him. He made 50k off shit coins, cool. I'm talking to this guy now and he has he hasn't he's he's been accepted to join, but he hasn't properly joined yet. Um then I hit him up like a week later, I'm like, bro, is everything all right? Is the link working to join? And he's like, yeah, 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 I just don't have a lot of money right now. I'm like, what happened? I was like, ah, oh, I put forty, of, I put forty k, <laughs> I put forty k of that into a shit coin. Oh my god! And I just said, bro, when you're ready, you know, just come, <laughs> just come. When, when you're ready, bro, take your time. <laughs> take your time, fam. Take your time. Take nah, your he's time. gonna, he's gonna need a certain like month break away from crypto to re- to recover from that one mentally because, boy, bro. Taking a break from crypto ain't gonna solve what's inside his head. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, you know he, he he's he's doing it right mentally because stuff like that can really take a. Now, nah, real talk, serious, time. serious is is very deep, and that's why I say to people, don't prioritize money because when mm. you prioritize money, you become a slave to it. Mm. You know what I mean? At the times I wanted money most in my life, I was not getting it at all. Mm. I'll tell you this in it. When I started Crypto Nero, I think it was around. I've always given money. To, I've always given money to the homeless people in it, yes. but I live in Birmingham City now, right? right? So at the Tesco next to me, there's always homeless people. So every time I go downstairs, these men know they're getting something. And <laughs> the more that I, I never give the money in it because I never have cash, but I'm like, "Yo, what do you want?" Mm. And I recommend everyone do this in it. You go up to a homeless person, you ask them what do they want from the shop, and most of the time they'll give a generic answer like, "Oh, a drink." But mm. people, you need to ask them what drink do they want. And when they say what what drink they want, you're like, is there anything else I can get you? If they're like, Chris, what crisps do you want? And they'll be like, any. And you'll be like, no, 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 what crisps do you want? And they'll be like, oh, already sorted. Cool. Do you want a sandwich? Any sandwich. No, what sandwich do you want? I don't know. Chicken tikka, right? Mm. People are in the mindset of beggars can't be choosers. Like, mm. you, like you said originally at the start of this podcast, that's operating from almost a scarcity mindset. Mm. Because why can't he have what he wants? Because you're an abundant being, so why can't you give him what he wants? And for you to say beggars can't be choosers, it's failing to neglect the reality that we are all one. We are the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So when you're looking at another person and classifying him as a beggar and removing his choice due to his socioeconomic factors, you're ultimately 
putting out to the universe that you don't love yourself. Mm. So the the minute that I started giving out buying homeless people food, bro, my income ex- it, it, it shot up. Mm. I've had you that know experience, bro. Real talk, serious. I remember when I was walking because I, I live in Brighton, right? So in Brighton, the the homeless the amount of homeless people here is ridiculous. I don't really? know why. I'm not sure why it is. I'm not sure the background of it, but it's actually really bad. And one day I was just walking. I must have made quite a lot of money that day. So I thought, you know what? Yeah, like if I see somebody who's homeless, I'm going to give them whatever. Yeah. This guy came up to me. He had a, um, he was in a wheelchair and he only had one leg. And he just seemed very dirty. And you know, when they look quite grubby, you can tell that they're just yeah. going through hard times. Yeah. Um, he was in the middle of the street, wheeling up to people, asking for money and trying to talk to them. Everybody just shunned them. They didn't, he didn't, everybody who wow. he spoke to, they didn't even blink an eyelid at him. They I don't know part how people of their head, head held high. Crazy. Well, I don't know either, man. But you know, he came up to me and I said, "Bro, come here." Took him to the ATM. We withdrew some cash for him. I didn't. I, I don't carry cash with me, right? You know. I took out some cash for him specifically. I said, "Bro, just have it. Like whatever you want, just have it." And it was just. He was so grateful. The fact that I even responded to him, he was so grateful for it. And it's just. Do you know crazy how, how we just these guys are? Bro, so humble. It's so insane. Humble. Like I'm like I have to argue with these men for them to tell me what <laughs> drink they want. I'm like, what drink do you want? They're like, get me any drink. I'm like, sir, what drink do you want? It. Like, which one do you desire? Like, you whatever you desire, you tell me, I'll give it to you. Literally, it's it, it it's it's crazy. Like when you actually speak to them, you'll you'll feel bad. Like and. The times that I feel worst in it, like I said, they're always outside Tesco, so I'm always giving them money. The times that I feel the worst is when I'm like, can I get you anything? They're like, no. It's crazy. I'm like, bro, let me get you something. They're like, no, I'm, I'm fine. I have it. I have everything that I need. I'm like, bro. Mm. It's fair enough, though, if they feel like, you know, I, guess they're, I, I guess they're practicing that abundance mindset, huh? Bro, <laughs> you know, like that. But you know what's interesting though? You see, um, linking to the story that I said earlier about yeah. um, the homeless man with the one leg. Yeah. After I gave him that money, interestingly enough, I'm I, like straight after. I kid you not, five clients just signed up to Fish and Pips. Bro. Literally straight after. Bro, I didn't. Keep, I, I didn't tell anybody about it. It's it's crazy. Like you know, when you give money, you receive. And don't don't be like these dudes that will record themselves giving money mm. to homeless people and recording yourself buying them food, like saying that you're trying to inspire people. Like, bro, like if you want to inspire people, then just tell people about it. But you don't need to publicize it because the amount of things that people do for clout is insane. Like oh my, my girl was showing me this one girl that posed in front of her dead granddad man what? at the funeral. Are you fun? I was like, what? At the funeral, you know, it's not even bro. like it's at the morgue or it's a private enclosed space. Bro, and it's just the her cas- and the... the casket was nah. open and she was stood in front of him, pausing. I said, nah. Social social currency and social media, bro, it's, it's killing people. Bro, I'm going to be so real. If that was me in a casket, I'm waking up from the dead and grabbing You know what I'm saying? And, she, <laughs> and, and the undertaker. Bro, she put out a statement like, my girl was showing me... Because I'm not really locked into none of this stuff. Like, yeah. I don't even know people too tough. I'm not even going to lie. Like, mm. when... You or Black Bears also like, yo, do you know this person? I'm like, no, because I, I, I'm just, I'm just keeping myself to myself in it. So right. my girl showed me, she put out a statement saying, this is what he would have wanted. I said, bro, I, 
<laughs> Mad move. Mad move star. But linking back to um to to the homeless situation, it's interesting how we're gonna see things moving on with the Evergrande situation. You Bro, know, it's it's absolutely crazy what's going on right now, man. Bro, it, it's insane. What's your what's your take on it so far? The whole Evergrande thing is the way I view it, right? China's a very smart country, right? China China went from being in extreme poverty to rising 400 million people out of poverty in the space of a decade, mm. right? They're a very, very powerful country. This whole Evergrande situation, if you don't know what Evergrande is, like Zach said earlier, you have Google, you have an abundance of information, research it. <laughs> this Evergrande situation will affect the West because Evergrande stretched out into the pockets of the West. I think last week I saw it, right? I don't remember what bank it was. I think it was either, don't quote me, NatWest or HSBC. HSBC. One of those guys had to get 200 billion liquid to contribute to this mess that's going on. Mm. It was probably HSBC because they have um, stakes in Evergrande, I'm, I'm sure. Well, there you go. So this this Evergrande collapse in China is going to affect the world because these lot literally, what what was it, an hour ago, Zach? Like, they defaulted. It was literally three hours ago. Three hours ago, right? They defaulted. What does that mean? That means they can't pay their loans back. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean? This means that everyone who's had their pockets in have just lost their money. So in order to make up that money or contribute to resolve this mess in any way they can, what are these big institutions going to do? Sell off their assets in order to get liquid. And when that happens, what do you think is going to happen to the market prices? This is a contribution. Literally, this is a contribution to the market going down. Combine that with the economic state of the economy as it is with this whole COVID facade. You know what I'm saying? That's two factors right there. So Evergrande, Evergrande, I don't know if it'll be as severe as 2008. Bro, from my knowledge, it could be even more severe. You think so? With the Lemon Brothers, right? They had $619 billion in liabilities. Although that's twice what Evergrande has, which is $300 billion, they at least had assets as collateral. Yeah, Evergrande is completely like they—they have no money. <laughs> <laughs> They're not net positive like um, Lemon Brothers are. So you know, bear in mind that the three hundred billion is just in outstanding bonds. A lot of the debt that we can't even track it because you know sh- China is is a bit you know quiet with what they have and Bro, everything. The, the them and there, they don't chat to you much. They don't. They don't <laughs> chat too much. They, 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 they're smart. They know the art of war. So. You know, you can't even trust the, the, the official numbers that's being released. And it's interesting as well because I feel like a lot of people are neglecting the fact that this isn't only going to impact, you know, prices of everything. This also is impacting the livelihoods of the people of China. Exactly. And China are going to be upset when the people start revol- revolting. Because even before, um, you know, the whole health crisis has happened right now. Yeah. China went into recession, right? Mm-hmm. And the people were unhappy. They were revolting. And then next thing you know, everything went into lockdown, blah, blah, blah. People are kind of... They're I'm not scared, cool, bro. But I'm they're scared a little bit more... Bro, it's, 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 it's crazy right now because 
all of their money is is the way how they buy properties is different in China. So inside of China, it's literally you have to pay a big lump sum, or you have to pay upfront full capital. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, everybody who has there's I think it was a uh, 1.6 million apartments. That's how many apartments that they had, got in you know around in China and all of those people's families who put their money into those apartments. It's they crazy. Lost that. When that happens, they've lost that. When everything comes down to what's really happened, they're gonna lose it. And when that happens, all hell's gonna break loose in China. And you know they don't want a revolution. They don't want people to rebel because that's where they get their power from. Because you know it's the Communist Party. So. What happens when that happens? You know, you remember how they've been lending money off to all over around the world, you know, all over Europe, the world. Africa, all Asia, all the, the Caribbean. They're all in debt to China to get um, infrastructure um, work done. So, you know, when this happens and, you know, China's going to need to get back their money, what's going to happen? Most likely they're going to be like, yo, where the fuck is my money? <laughs> yep. If they can't pay up, what's going to happen then? And people don't think that far. Like I've said this before in my story, crypto, the crypto game to understand the to understand as I call it the market chess, you need to look outside of the crypto game. Mm. Crypto is the newest asset class. The world is slowly revolving around it. So okay. as the world changes, the world is almost going to change, and the changes that happen in the world are going to affect it. So you see China right now, right? Mm. Don't forget, China was also one of the first countries to create currency, mm. right? So currency is normal to them. China's also currently implementing their digital currency. Mm. So the it's way true. I see it, the way I, what I think they're doing, I think they are purposely collapsing their economy to then introduce a new financial system. As we know, with these sick elites and these quote-unquote rulers of earth, they create a problem, then present a solution. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Perfect, right? Perfect and the thing about China is people think China operates like the West. They don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. China prioritizes power over money. And the reason why I say that is because if you know who Jack Ma is, the CEO of Alibaba, he's, he's I believe, the richest man in China or the publicly one of the most richest men in China. Mm. This guy was talking mad to the government. Is he still missing? No, no, he came back. exactly he went missing people need to understand he went missing for months and you know what he came back when he said he said he's been he's been thinking (laughs) he's been reflecting my my, my, man got put in a naughty step by the government bro (laughs) Bro, china does not care there's even this billionaire actress i don't know what she did but they started to erase her from the films that she's done that is crazy you know what's even mad um you know john cena yeah. You see how he was in a Fast and Furious movie? Yeah. And you know how China's one of the investors of the Fast and Furious movie? I did I not I, know that. I, I don't know if you know that or not, but... No, I did not. So, he must have said something about Taiwan. He said something as simple as, Taiwan is a country. China made him apologise for it. <laughs> I'm not joking, bro. They made him apologise. Or, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know. You guys might have to do your further research on it, because this, this happened quite a while ago. I believe that they said that they were going to like pull him out of the film or something like that, remove his mm-hmm. funding. It was crazy. Like the, the the amount of power they have is immense. People need to stop thinking China operates like the West. They don't. Don't. I don't want to see people signing for petitions to 
James, the Chinese <laughs> government. Because when, whenever people do a madness, whenever people in other countries do a madness, for some reason, America and the UK loves signing petitions like it's going to do something. It's not going to do anything. You know, it is. I think it's just we're just lazy, you know. I think we're so conditioned to just... It's, 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 when we sign petitions, all we're really doing is delegating the task to somebody else because we can't both to do it ourselves. That really, is very, that's very profound. That is literally what we're doing. So every time when we sign a petition, we're not doing anything. It's There's easier no to sign a petition, isn't it? It's very easy because all you do, you get sent a, a, a petition, you sign it, send it on to a friend and pretend like you, you saved the world. Post on Snap saying, yeah, look at me. And that's that social proof we are talking about originally mm. from Contagious, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Bro, even so deep, I was walking in town the other day. I think I had to I think I think had to post something. And I got handed a flyer by this Chinese guy. And like there was a bunch of people stood around and it was a flyer and it said, replace Chinese corrupt government. And I looked at that flyer and I thought to myself, bro, <laughs> There's no nothing. There's nothing that you can do. <laughs> there's nothing that any of us can do. There's Literally. nothing that anyone can do. It's crazy, man. They're in their own lane. I can only respect it, though. Bro, I started. Bro, I started learning Mandarin. Bro, I, I want to do that as well. I literally what? had my first lesson yesterday. Oh, what you actually paying for tutoring? Literally. You see, when you when you're learning it, how do you think it's like impacting? the way how you think because what I found is that when you learn a new language it's like gaining a completely new lens of the world literally the way like the reason why I'm learning Mandarin is because China making serious moves on Africa like Mm. for the most part business wise I really respect China I don't I don't entirely respect how they move and what they do in terms of in other aspects of lives and their perceptions towards other people but what I do appreciate is their business aspects mm. china is literally making serious plays in africa buying up a lot of land you know a lot of land where there's a lot of minerals you know what i'm mm. saying and if you know africa 66 percent of arable soil in the world is in africa one mm. of the one of the most best businesses that anyone can get into is agriculture why because there's always going to be a demand for people to eat you know what i'm saying ghana and ivory coast net about six billion worth of cocoa every year right mm. but americans make that into a hundred billion business it's crazy man. so there's a so there's a lot there is a lot of potential in africa and china making serious plays for that so me i was like to myself well if i'm going to do something about this which as you know in case people don't know me and zach and I'm, a bunch of other people are creating recreating black wall street so if you hear <laughs> That we um, killed ourselves. I'm, I've never been more happy in my life. God knows I've been. <laughs> listen, I walk down the street. I'm so happy. I smile at strangers and I tell you know them, go so, have a good day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you hear that, oh, Nero and Zach, oh, like we, we didn't we did off ourselves, don't worry. But learning Mandarin would be a, an amazing part. Because what I've realized is speaking to people, if you ever speak to foreign people or people that have different ethnicity than you and you show some knowledge of their. Oh. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep, I can hear you. Can you still hear me? Yep. Yeah. So um, I don't know if it came through, but I was saying um, if you speak to people who have a different ethnicity to you, they really appreciate it when you know things about their culture. Like, they really, really appreciate it. So I figured if I can speak Mandarin, when it comes to doing business with the Chinese people who are making plays in Africa, I'll have a much easier time. And I truly believe one day China 
is going to they're currently dominating the world already but i really do think that they're going to be very very big and being able to converse with them in their native language will not only please them but it'd also be a major advantage that's what i'm learning in mandarin oh 100% you'll become an absolute asset to not only the uk but even if you were to set up businesses in or or, or businesses in collaboration with china or exactly. anyone who is from china you know you can make some serious connections just by knowing that language exactly and they'll love it too they'll see a black guy which they don't see too much and then they'll see him speak in mandarin ah oh, then man <laughs> they'll be like what <laughs> you know no, what I'm there's this there's, there was this youtuber i think he's passed away now but he, yes yes i know, you know exactly what you're talking about yeah he speaks so many different languages and he's always just approaching people from Literally. different countries and you can just see how happy they are just to hear something who can relate to them Literally. And the thing is, he'll be speaking uh, English and then they'll be like, they won't be really paying attention. He mm. busts out that Mandarin, they lift their heads up. They're like, what did you say? <laughs> you see the way how they smile differently. The way, how, exactly. the way how they talk is, you can tell they're smiling just by the, just by the sound of their voice. Exactly. So I, I figured learning Mandarin would be an extremely uh, smart move. Mm. And it's interesting as well, because as you were talking about... Um, china and their moves inside of africa it's interesting because you've got a lot of stuff going on even with you know congo for example you know they're the i, I believe they're the largest they're the country that has the most supply of coltan right they're known for that and coltan is this material that's used inside of all of our technology from our yeah. iPhones to our computers that's that's but, what uh what's it called vibranium that's mm. that's that real world vibranium literally and what we don't realize is that you know when they're you know coming into congo they're pretty much gonna become like a a world power like in the terms of the technology space because they're already manufacturing all of the goods so why not also control the supply line of what goes inside of the goods what happens when they control the supply line taiwan is another um example of that as well because um, they also have resources that they use inside of technology. And it's interesting to see how they're strategically placing their attention into places within a technological field and how everything's going on with the metaverse and so forth and how everything is looking to just be online. Well, on don't TV. even get me started with this metaverse business. <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts on it. Bro, I think metaverse, if you can invest in it and capitalize and monetize off of it, I think you'll be making a very smart move because if you've seen Ready Player One, life is going to become Ready Player One. Literally, <laughs> people are going to be butt naked telling you that they got the latest Jordans and they'll have they'll be on their virtual <laughs> world and be like, yo, look at my shoes and roll out there naked. People will be people will be living in absolute bandos saying, come to my mansion. You know what, you know what I mean? And what's slowly happening, people are once again being made consumers on an even deeper level. Because when you think about it, you're going to have to pay for this VR stuff. You'll probably have to pay for clothes in that world you're going to live in, buy a house, mm. buy land. And while you're buying virtual land, the people that are running it are buying the land you live on. No cap. So when you come out and you need to eat your food and you're seeing your fridge and looking around your yard, it just looks like a bando, you'll be absolutely confused. Confused absolutely. because you'll be in a trance. Because by then, they've already sold you the dream that like, this is the new world. Mm. Most people will be accepting that as well. That's the scary thing. 
it's very scary. It's very, very scary. Like, if you think about our lives, like, from young, we're cultivated to prefer the artificial things mm. instead of the natural things. Take women, for example. Women are beautiful, right? We love women, right? Women are now being... I don't want to say pressed because they're still making their own decisions, but they're being swayed towards getting BBLs and stuff like that, which is mm. unnatural, right? If you think about orange, orange juice people prefer orange sweets over orange juice. People mm, prefer sweets than real watermelon. Exactly. Like, we're kind of cultivated into preferring the artificial things as opposed to the real things in life. And mm. this man versus just a fine example of that. Like, people are literally going to be butt naked talking about look at my Tom Ford suit when <laughs> In real life, they're just there with their chest out and it's just vibes. You know what I'm saying? Literally, nothing but vibes. <laughs> oh, literally vibes. Exactly. It's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what kind of in- industries will open up as well as we go into deeper into the metaverse. Because, you know, if you think about it, like, you could literally set up, you could look around you, right? Every business that you see, every business model you see right now, that could kind of be implemented into the metaverse if you really want to take advantage of it to that level you know if you're gonna if you're gonna participate in the metaverse at least become a producer rather than a consumer because exactly. if you're going with a consumerist mindset you're just going to get lost in the source you're going to be so disconnected from reality but so if you go in there with the mindset that yo let me go make something and then bring use what i'm making there to help me fund what i can do in real life and maybe buy some land and start doing going getting into the agriculture industry and do you know what I mean it's real stuff you know it'll be interesting to see how people capitalize because you know even Nike is starting off yep but I did see that Nike is getting involved in the metaverse mm. like they, they're, they're starting to sell shoes and already I exactly think. exactly it's crazy that's what you know man people are gonna be butt naked looking at I'm telling you before. I'm telling you I'm telling you bro I watch those Jordan 4s are going to be maybe even more expensive or the same price as Jordan 4s in real life. Then wait till the virtual resellers hit the metaverse. Oh, <laughs> at that point, at that point, it's long. It's, it's long. <laughs> oh my dear, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's just going to be like real life, isn't it? <laughs> literally, that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's literally, and the thing is that it can work as well because if it works in real life, let's be real, it's going to work online. Literally, like... It's just going to work on a deeper level and faster level. Exactly. People are literally going to be like, yo, you want to go to the park? Cool. You're like, bro, I'm at the park. They're like, oh, you thought I met her in real life? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. It's it's interesting though because I feel like people will be indoors a lot more as well. I wonder how that will affect their health. And that's another thing. Mentally and physically. Exactly. And me and you both love nature. And mm. nature reduces anxiety. You know what I mean? It, it has it, it has a numerous amount of benefits. I couldn't even list them if I tried, but there's so many that are lost. And when people, you know what I mean? That's another reason why COVID was so powerful. When you get people locked in their houses, they're not getting vitamin D, they're not getting proper oxygen from the plants, and mm. they're, not, they're not getting all the benefits that you get from being in nature. So what's going to happen? Their immune systems are going to be lowered. You already have the belief that there's something to be feared. When you have something to fear in your mind, that will ultimately manifest in your real world. And I was actually having this conversation with someone and I was explaining to them that, think about it like this, right? 
let's say that you find a this is about to get really sensitive mm-hmm. let's say you find a lump on your arm right mm-hmm. so you're like cool i'm gonna go to the doctors check it out you see a doctor long white coat glasses he's carrying a checkboard right and he's he's like he's like zach you have cancer right you're gonna go home you now have cancer in your mind you're gonna tell your people i've got cancer i've got cancer this is what's happening right you're going to start adopting the mindset of cancer. And ultimately, when we adopt a thought in our mind, as within, as without, it will manifest into outward conditions of everything that comes with the with cancer, right? Then, your doc- two months go by, your doctor looks at his checkboard, he's like, oh, that was the wrong person. I mixed up your results. Mm. But by then, suggestion from authority, once believed, is so powerful enough that it will impregnate your subconscious mind and then outwardly manifest into your real life. Mm. It's like when it's like when parents have a child who's acting up and they go to church and they take the child to a pastor and the pastor's like, this child has an evil spirit in them, right? But the child's just feeling neglected because maybe his mom's always working, right? Mm. So he's acting up in order to get her attention. But this pastor's mm. now said that this child has an evil spirit. So then the mother's like, oh my gosh, because she believes in the pastor. Why? Because he, he's an authority figure. So then the mother's like, oh my gosh, my child has an evil spirit. Then the child starts to hear that they have an evil spirit. And how will that manifest? Or manifest in bad behavior or body possession? <laughs> it's it's mm. literally that simple. Mm. It's that powerful when authority suggests something to people and they believe it. Mm. It's extremely powerful. So powerful. And it's interesting because, you know, when we listen to authority, people are naturally conditioned from you know school you know or if the, if the head teacher's talking you listen if the teacher's talking you listen without question exactly when, or even in the household when your parents are talking you listen you have to do blindly whatever they're saying you have to follow the rules or there's consequence and i feel like people go into life with the same mentality and unfortunately you know if the even if the authority is being tyrannical being unfair being unethical people still follow it because they think it's the right thing to do but that's just what you've been conditioned to believe in bro people actually believe i'm sure government in latin the govern part originates from the latin word governe which means to control and the ment originates from the latin word mens which means mind so government is literally mind control in latin even when you think about authority which is the which the government is Break up the word. An author writes. They write on paper. But then, supposedly, the government is right. Mm. So whenever we look at the word authority, our subconscious mind scans the word author and thinks right. Like Mm. writing on paper. But then right has the other word right, which means correct. So whenever Mm. people perceive the government, they perceive it as right. Which is why people will believe in the government. If the government says, yo, I ain't going to lie. 50 billion people in the UK have died from COVID. People are going to be like, this is a madness. Like, pe- people are dead. Like, 50 billion people are dead. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Even mm. if they're complete capping. Mm. Like, for example, even... If they might even be capping, but it's might even... It might be a thing where they, they spin the data to 
make it more believable that way it's like cool this is the evidence believe it or not but this is what you have to believe and then obviously you have the other is infrastructure you know they have the 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 different fact checking sites that verify this data but literally, who owns those sites literally it's an interconnected monopoly ruled by people of the same authority like when people like take blackrock for example that company owns 90 percent of the world it has major shares in every major bank in every country it has major shares in the fortune 500 right those guys are making the call what people don't understand is there's an illusion of control mm. perception is everything on social media i could i could start posting my lifestyle and you guys might think that i'm james st patrick Right? <laughs> but I could be living in a bando. <laughs> you know mm, yeah, what I'm literally, literally, I've seen it so many times in real life. Perception is everything. It's extremely powerful. It's extremely powerful. And what before we just um finalize everything up because we've been talking a long time. We've had a great conversation. We've it literally a lot of conversation. But literally, it's it's just it's not even an interview. It's nothing like that. It's just you two people who are high thought leaders literally people are gonna bug out when i told them i'm 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 on this podcast i'm telling you i'm gonna be so honest with you i posted it on snapchat (laughs) (laughs) did you actually yeah i posted it oh my god i posted um i posted the the anchor with the the recording and the i think it was like 20 minutes into it crazy go crazy i'm gonna see what they say they I'm, i'm i'm not gonna say anything now i'm just gonna let them guess most definitely but bro it's nearly two hours. I think it's time to to call it a day for this um, for this episode. You might have to split this one into two. I can't even lie. I don't think people's tension spans are this long in this day. <laughs> people with squirrel brains. Nah, nah. Even, even, even <laughs> what's his name? Even what's his name? Black Bezos. His Bezos is killing it. And some of his episodes be long. If people, oh, yeah. the people, the people that want to hear it, the universe will allow to hear it, and the people that don't will hear it at the perfect time. Because mm. the universe only operates in perfect timing. Well, there you have it. Nothing more needs to be said upon that. <laughs> Thank you my for brother. having me, bro. It's an honor. Bro, it's an honor to have you here, bro, my brother. It's crazy. Thank you so much. Hey, but before we before we before we um before we before we close this out, just a quick shout out to Black Basil's for real though, man. You're setting the tone for the business finance sector of the UK podcast, man. He's, I'm sure he's number two in the business podcast now. In UK. He is, he is, and he's, I think he's 80 in the top 100. Absolutely. So and he, he started recently. And you know, the funny thing about that was me and him were literally sat in the mailbox before he started it, right? And mm. he was like to me, start this podcast with me. And I was like, bro, I don't want the attention because you, <laughs> you, you, you know where I stand with one of that. Like, bro, I'm the exact same. <laughs> I, was planning to, I was planning to go social media. Like, I have no desire to be known or any of that. And he was like to me, I'm going to start this podcast. Start it with me. Start it with me. And he was trying to get me to start it. And I was like, no. And the mm. amazing thing that he did that everyone needs to pay attention to, when you're trying to take someone somewhere and they don't want to hop on it, you have to do it regardless. And he executed and he executed to perfection. He led the he led, he led the way. He's like Moses, bro. He's part of the sea. Exactly. <laughs> so every everyone, make sure you pay attention to that. And then make sure you're tuning to Black Bezos daily. Most definitely. And make sure you you sign up to Crypto Nero's newsletters. Most definitely. And if you're into sports, 
search up TM Sports Hub. That's my cousin's podcast. I feel like a yardie on one of those club mixes where you just shout and then people out. <laughs> Leave my people alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying, man, continue sharing Mark, man. Definitely yeah. tune into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, definitely look into his sports um, podcast. Remind me, what, what was it called again? TM Sports Hub. TM Sports Hub. Guys, you heard it here first on the School of Higher Thought podcast. We have Nero. We're closing out. Thank you. Peace. Wait, do I press finish recording? Yeah, you press finish recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm so tempted to just leave that in. All right, come. <laughs>